Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rolling along, hour number two. It's Sharp Money Visa in the Sports Betting Network. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. That is Amal Shaw live from downtown Las Vegas at the D. Getting you ready for Thursday Night Football. More to come later on the program on college football. We'll have Trevor Maddich in about an hour. 15 minutes away from an NFL discussion with Fox's Chris Myers. But right now, it's time to go to our guy and kind of my personal dating expert that I have to run things by, Josh Applebaum, because he's married now. Josh, I need to know before we get into the football. One, I don't know how you and your wife met. I don't know if you dabbled with the dating apps, but I could use help coming up with a new opening line when I match with a young lady and I want to get her to reply back to me. Josh, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> Dustin Amal, it's great to be with you. So uh, funny you asked that, Dustin. You know, I was on the apps for a bit. It was a grind. It beat me down. I felt like I'd never meet anyone. And then luckily enough, a buddy of mine was at a bar in Boston uh, and he actually bumped into who eventually became my wife. And he said, uh, hey, I got a buddy. Uh, he said, quote unquote, he's a Jew- he's Jewish and he's a gambler. Are you OK with that? <laughs> Apparently she was. Uh, we exchanged numbers. The rest is history, Dustin. So apps, you know, you hit or miss there. My sister actually met her husband on Tinder uh, and they're happily married today. But I would just say it's always nice when you can meet someone naturally uh, in just regular everyday life. It's interesting. The two the two parameters that she had to agree to, because I, I lived in the south for a while. And I can tell you one of those parameters people were more open to the other one. They weren't. I won't, yeah. I won't lead you, you down go? which one was which. <laughs> All right, let's look at Thursday Night Football. Obviously, this is right up your alley. A line move on the Eagles and the Vikings. This thing opened seven, seven and a half. It's down six and a half. Now six on DraftKings and at Circa. Uh, sharp money coming in on the side of the Vikings. You're exactly right, Dustin. This reminds me a ton of go back a week ago here tonight. The Lions and the Chiefs was a very similar situation where you had a lot of smart money and some injuries at play, moving the line away from the popular home favorite toward the unpopular road dog here. So you you set it up very well here, Dustin. This game opened, you know, minus seven Eagles. At one point, it got up to minus seven and a half and it looked like, hey, there's some money laying the points here early with Philly. But over the last 24, 48 hours, there's been a ton of line movement, a big adjustment here down to the Vikings. They went from 
from seven and a half down to seven, down to six and a half, down to six. My angle here is try to find the hook. There's a couple books out there that are still hanging the six and a half. I really want to get that hook on this spot here for Minnesota. If not, I'll still go six here with the Vikings, but a couple reasons to like Minnesota in this spot, Dustin. Number one, they're a contrarian play. They're only getting 33% of bets. Public is all over Philly here. Uh, however, not only is the line going toward Minnesota, we got a lot of injuries here on Philadelphia. They're missing a bunch of key players. They're running back Gainwell, a couple defensive players, Bradbury, Blankenship, Nicobe Dean. So kind of like we saw with that line going big toward the Lions last week with the Kelsey injury, cl- kind of some cluster injuries here on defense to Philly, causing this line to drop. It's also one thing I look for in week two, guys, a team who lost and didn't cover versus a team who won and did cover. I want to buy low on the Vikings off a loss, kind of sell high on the Eagles who escaped with a cover against the Patriots, but I'm kicking Bill Belichick there for not taking a field goal opportunity inside the points there with the Patriots, but also guys, a big betting system play. A lot of matches here on the Minnesota Vikings. Road dogs, they're 56% against the spread over the last four seasons. They're 8-2 and two ATS to start this year. Uh, also, you look at Kirk Cousins. I know there's a lot of you know stuff on Twitter here. He's not great uh, in prime time, but when he's a dog getting three or more, he's 58% against the spread. And then also, you look toward my favorite system here when it comes to these standalone games, guys, primetime dogs. They're 2-1 and one ATS so far this season, uh, and since the start of uh, 2020, they're now 94 and six, uh, 94 and 65 ATS, 59%. So everyone's betting the Eagles, but they got a lot of injuries. The line's falling to the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings with a lot of system matches. Big primetime dog spot. I got Minnesota at plus six and a half. I like the call there, Josh. I just think it's a play. It's too many points in this particular spot here. So an interesting game. Want to go to another one that you're interested in this weekend and the Raiders Bills. This one has kind of uh, crept up in favor of the Raiders in terms of catching points. Now at eight and a half had gotten as high as nine I think out here in some spots total of 47 in this game which way are you leaning in this matchup I'm leaning points here I'm all with the Raiders they really caught my eye in terms of kind of consistent movement from the opener to current in favor of Las Vegas you open at a lot of shops Buffalo as high as minus nine and a half as you mentioned them all now you've seen this line get down to nine now eight and a half And we're seeing maybe a couple books get down to eight. So pretty consistent action here in favor of Vegas. Now, what I like about Vegas in this spot is that, you know, I wish they were super contrarian, you know, only getting 20% of bets. But one indicator here of smart money on the Raiders is that the public split down the middle, you know, using our VEASAN.com bet splits, it's 50-50. You have half the betting public laying it with the bills, expecting a bounce back after they let them down on Monday night. You have the other half of the public here saying, hey, it's a lot of points against a Bills team who didn't play very well last week. Uh, but another angle here, that road dog situation, 8-2 uh, and two ATS so far this year, that would match with the Raiders. They have the line move in their favor. They have a rest advantage, having played Sunday versus Monday for Buffalo. And then also Jimmy G. Uh, I know Jimmy G is a you know lightning rod in terms of talk radio. He's not good or he is good. Well, for betters, all we care about is covering numbers. Jimmy G on the road in his career is 20-10 and 10 against the spread, 67%. As a dog, he's 18-5 and 5 ATS, 78%. So with this Buffalo team where Allen's making a lot of mistakes, uh, they don't have much of a running game. To me, it's a spot here where you're getting too many points. I could see maybe Buffalo three-point win. I'm taking the plus eight and a half with the Raiders. I like it. And Jimmy G covered it up against Kiara Mia. We all know that as well. Uh, VEASAN Daily Morning Bets is one of his podcasts. The other one, Market Insights. He's Josh Applebaum, VEASAN sports betting analyst. Great article up right now with his sharp report at VEASAN.com. Become a member today. You can check it out and check out all the, the rest of the articles we have to offer. Josh, I want to ask you about your systems before we get into the uh, Chargers and the Titans and other 
tie-or game with two teams coming off losses. Like, are there certain systems that jump out to you that you immediately see that you're always looking for? I know in prime time you're a big underdog better, but are there certain systems that you just love, tried and true to go back to time and time again? Yeah, it's a great point, Dustin. I think as a sports better, you got to be conscious of the calendar because obviously, you know, there are differences, whether it's early season, mid season, late season, there's differing motivations, different factors at play. But to me, when betting NFL, I'm 90% dogs and unders. That's really my go-to. So everything that I look at from an NFL standpoint is a variation of either a dog system or an under system. So whether it's road dogs because the public loves home, home favorites, whether it's divisional dogs because of that built-in familiarity leveling the play field or we haven't gotten to it yet but like windy unders or divisional unders that's another angle that i look at and it's funny you know i'm kind of like an auto bet you know primetime dog primetime under dustin but i'm not taking the under tonight even though i feel like you're getting a pretty good line now at 49 and a half under I've seen a lot of indicators of smart money taking this over tonight. You know, it opened as low as 48. It's up to 49 and a half. You know, on the one hand, you can say, hey, I'm getting a primetime under. They're 3-0 and so far this year. They're over 60% the last four years. You're getting an inflated spot tonight. But you got to ask yourself, why am I getting a better number on the under? Well, it looks like a lot of pro money is going over here. So I'm laying off that under. That's why I'm just taking the points of the Vikings tonight. My favorite road dog is Jesse James, by the way, from the New Age Outlaws. I'm all go ahead. Um, Josh, can you expand a little bit for people that may not be as well versed or familiar with your system in terms of how you come about it? Because you mentioned the word contrarian a lot. Obviously, by definition, I'm sure people know what that is. But just kind of from a betting standpoint, explain that to people that may just kind of look at the match and say, hey, I like Philly or I like Minnesota based on X, Y or Z. Yeah, so great question, Maul. I think my angle, and someone taught me this a long time ago, is you know stay true to your foundation and cover up the names of the teams. Don't let once you see the team names, you're you're automatically going to have that human bias into play of oh this team's bad, this team let me down, or this team's great, I got to play them. And my overall philosophy is I want to be against the public, with the house, with the pros, and I also want to incorporate system matches, which are basically digging into the past and looking at specific you know situations here. So for a very simple thing, when you talk contrarian, that's a you know, a word that I'll throw around quite a bit, but the whole point is you walk into a bar, everyone's betting team A, I want to be on team B just from a standpoint of the house always wins. Big part of that is the juice, obviously, but also that more often than not, the public is wrong. So if you're just on its side, you know, getting less than half the tickets, Beeson.com, we have the bet splits right from DraftKings, less than 40%, less than 30%. That's a starting point. And then of course, respecting line moves, which are uh, most often driven by respected betters. And then those historical angles where a Again, you know, divisional dog, primetime dog. So in the example of the Vikings, they're contrarian. Public's on Philly tonight. They have the line move in their favor, and they have all these historical spots here, road dog, you know, primetime dog. So to me, when you can, you know, kind of check off all these different boxes, that's when, to me, as a data-driven better, I feel confident enough to get down and make a play. All right, about 90 seconds here, Josh. Titans and the Chargers, both teams could have won week one. They both lose close games. What's your vibe in week two for them? My vibe is taking Vrabel right now, getting the plus three, uh, because I'm looking at this line here, Dustin. It looks like it may be getting down to two and a half. I think if you're betting a lot of games, you know, somewhat early, I know we're getting late in the week, but uh, if you're betting a weekday game or betting on a weekday for a weekend game, 
My whole point is I want to get hooks and I want to get key numbers because I assume or anticipate they're going to fall. So, for example, right now, you know, Chargers are minus three. But if you look at the plus three on the Titans, a lot of these books are plus three, minus 120. Tells me this thing is getting down to two and a half. So I want to grab that key number right now. Uh, it's a big public play to the Chargers. They're getting 80 percent of bets. And then also here's a good system to remember for this week. In week two, when you have two teams who are both winless, just take the dog. Very simple. But that system over the uh, more than a decade now is 42 and 23 ATS, 65 percent. And also Mike Vrabel, he covered as a dog last week. He got kind of lucky. I took the points. You know, he could add the uh, the guy there for um, New Orleans run in and score a touchdown and kill that play. Mm. Luckily, he sat down and didn't score. But Vrabel covered last week as a dog and as a dog in his career. He's 24 and uh, 15 ATS, 62 percent. So I'm grabbing that three right now with Tennessee thinking we get down to two and a half pretty soon. All right, it's a three-dog night. Joy to the world for Josh Applebaum. <laughs> um, uh, Minnesota plus six, Tennessee plus three, and nine and a half with uh, the Raiders in Buffalo. Joshua, thank you for doing this today. Check him out, VEASAN Daily Morning Bets, Market Insights. That's Josh Applebaum. Have a great day, guys. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, he's on the dogs. I always like to hear when people have the dogs. I think... Uh, as a when I was a new better about seven eight years ago when I first got into it I was always like oh well the number says this team is gonna win so I'll just bet them and hope they cover the points and as you become a better better you learn the key is finding the dogs that can win outright that's the key to the whole thing yeah you know so for me in the NFL I'll probably play 75% underdogs college will probably play 75% favorites because I don't think they do a good enough job in quantifying the difference between certain teams and certain matchups more NFL talk is coming up next we've got Chris Myers Fox Sports announcer on the other side this is Sharp Money There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. Learn more, go to g.bank slash vsin. Welcome back, Sharp Money. Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, downtown at the D. Thrilled to bring in our next guest because he's a legend in the game. He's covered everything. You've seen him at Super Bowls, Daytona 500, the Masters, World Series, you name it. Chris Myers has been there, and he's going to join us now on the program. Had an uh, interesting week one matchup in the NFL I want to touch on. Also has a good one with some rookie quarterbacks in week two, and we appreciate him checking in today. Chris, how's it going? Good, good. It's good to be on with you guys. Really appreciate you doing this. First things first, I want to touch on what you saw in week one, the Panthers and the Falcons. We'll, 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 we'll step aside from Bryce Young for the moment and look at Desmond Ritter. He's a guy that is limited in his physical abilities, right, Chris? But my question for you is when you see the pieces around him and the way Arthur Smith talked when you met with him leading up to that game, do you think that Arthur Smith believes in Desmond Ritter as a guy who can take this team to the playoffs? Or is it more that Arthur Smith believes in his system and his ability to scheme things up to get the Falcons to the next level? Yeah, you know, it's probably the latter. I, I think he believes in him as a guy that can function in, in the offense. And, look, they ran the ball as much as anybody last year. They plan to run it again, obviously, the drafting of Bijan Robinson. And that does make a difference already with a 1,000-yard rusher in, in Tyler Algier. I, I hope that you know Drake London and Kyle Pitts are patient enough because they're not going to get as many throws and so they can't have as many catches, uh, at least until the team's defense has forced Desmond Ritter to throw. But he's Ritter's a little more athletic, I think, than he showed. And they talked about his understanding of the offense, and at least when we met with him, and he's a very likable guy, seems to have approached it the right way. I do think he had some opening day starting nerves, even though he, he started uh, a couple of games uh, late last year. But uh, there didn't look like a lot of difference between, you know, the guy drafted the third round a year earlier and then Bryce Young, the number one overall pick. Now, in fairness, their teams are a little bit different. But I think Atlanta, their defense is going to be their strong strength this year, which plays into Arthur Smith calling the run game and enough efficient passing when they need it the most. When you look at Bryce Young, first of all, his size probably stood out to you, I'm guessing. And then what else from ability standpoint, if you hadn't seen him play in college at all in person, what stood out to you? 
Yeah, you know, in pretty, he's not, I tell you, size didn't matter as much. I mean, he's as tall as Drew Brees, not as thick as a guy like Russell Wilson. I use those guys because they play around with the 5'10 to 6 feet, and we, we know that they fudge that a little. Uh, I saw some greatness in Bryce Young when you sat and talked to him about football, his calmness, his command. I didn't see that greatness translate on the field, on the professional field, like we saw it in college. And I do think that's a product of, of an offensive line that's finding itself, and, and they didn't have DJ Chark was their top receiver. Obviously, they, they traded away their best receiver last year to get that top pick to, to the Bears. And so, uh, and I, I, I don't know, I didn't like really the way they, some of the offensive play calling early. You know, Frank Wright calling the plays, former quarterback himself and head coach. So I don't know. I mean, they tried to put him in the best position to win. I, I think they maybe were a little too cautious with him. But again, the Atlanta defense, Jesse Bates uh, had a big defensive game. They've added Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree. They added some, some veterans along with Terrell, who's a terrific cover corner in Atlanta. So he was going against a very good defense. That's probably Tampa's defense is better New Orleans, but that's probably one of the better defenses in all the football in Atlanta this year. So it's tough to assess him, uh, Bryce Young, after at least just this first game, given those conditions. Chris Myers, our guest, NFL on Fox announcer. You'll see him on Sundays. Him, Robert Smith, Jen Hale, that's the crew, NFL on Fox. And they've got Colts Texans. So we got two rookie quarterbacks going toe-to-toe. Looks like Anthony Richardson's going to be healthy enough to go. You know, he came out of the final drive uh, in the loss in week one. And then you've got C.J. Stroud on the other side. In prepping for this game so far, Chris, anything really jump out to you about either of those rookie quarterbacks that you're kind of taking back from? Yeah, well, you know, if you look at uh, you know the top three quarterbacks that were all taken in that in that top group, uh, I think Anthony Richardson, who maybe we expected the least out of, just because of his experience, the number of starts he had at Florida, I think he really had the most complete, or at least the best game. Forget passer rating, just just watching what what he was able to do, and he didn't have uh, a great running attack to to back him up. Obviously, we know the Jonathan Taylor situation, but yeah, he'll he'll be good to go this week, uh, and I I think it's interesting just going back over the year years having like Jared Goff's first start, Trevor Lawrence talking to him as a top overall pick, his first year, uh, the, the maturity and how guys grasp the offense and usually when they're picked in that spot there's they're on teams that aren't, aren't very good. So I would think that C.J. Stroud has a little bit more with uh, the running support in Houston, although their offensive line is a little bit of a, of, of a mess. So I, I think this is a coin toss of a game and I, I know I heard uh, Anthony Richardson say, you know, I don't worry about who the other quarterback is. I did that once in college going against Will Levis, (laughs) and it messed me up. I didn't play my game, so i got to play my game. What I will say for the Colts staff is I I thought they connected the best with their rookie quarterback, gave him – they weren't weren't afraid to run him. They weren't afraid to to, to let – I mean, he didn't go downfield a lot, and I think you'll see more of that in the second game, but I think they they put him in the best position to use his talent for a guy who's still learning at the professional level. So I'm excited to see after Bryce Young – week one, seeing him and then these two. So at least one of these rookie quarterbacks, unless there's a tie, uh, will have a win after, after week two. Chris, when you look at the New York Jets situation, obviously all the hype surrounding Aaron Rodgers coming in, give me your assessment of what you think Zach Wilson can do now, given a second opportunity in essence to make a first impression. 
Yeah, two things. One, I'm, I absolutely, and, and I know Aaron Rodgers said it, w- without a doubt, he's going to come back to play, no matter how what he has to do uh, to, to rehab physically, to come over, the, uh, and how much he plays, how successful he is. Uh, but I think he'll be successful in recovering from the injury and give him, giving himself a chance to play at least another another season at age 40-plus. So the other thing is, I, I had a Jets game late last year when they were faltering, and Zach Wilson wasn't doing well. But Robert Sala said then, he said, you know, and we, we knew that we were going to try to go after a quarterback, but he said, we're not, we're not going to discard him and toss him to the side. Where we drafted, we're going to give him a chance with whatever the quarterback situation is going in the future, and I got the impression it wasn't this year, but at least they saw enough in him uh, solitude that said, hey, you know, he can be a guy down the road. He's just not there yet for a number of, of reasons. So obviously they, they get Aaron Rodgers and we know the situation that, that the Jets are in, are in now. I think he's the best option they have. I mean, you're not going to go out and, and get a you know, a, a quality, experienced veteran. You might get a guy with more experience, but not in the Jet system. Not someone who's been there. And I do think Zach Wilson benefited from being around Aaron Rodgers in the in the training camp and observing him. And he was humbled quite a bit after being drafted high, and then and then really letting the team down, and really his own skill set down as well. So I didn't, I wasn't buying all the Jet hype even with the healthy Aaron Rodgers. In other words, like they could be a playoff team, but I don't see him as a Super Bowl team. Very good defensive team. Uh, a head coach who doesn't have a lot of experience handling a team that's battling for the for the playoffs and the, and the whole offense with Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, that was the package deal that was supposed to happen in Denver way before Russell Wilson was traded there. Hackett got higher, then he got exposed as a head coach without Aaron Rodgers. That was going to be the team. Now they're together uh, and Rodgers gets hurt. So uh, it's the best option they have. I, I think they pr- probably should get, try to get somebody behind Zach Wilson in case he doesn't hold up uh, physically. Uh, uh, they'll contend, but but I just don't see them as a better team despite the win Monday night than than Miami or Buffalo in that division, and maybe not even New England down down the road. But their defense is definitely championship caliber. Chris, about ninety seconds here. A team you saw down the stretch a year ago, the Lions. How legit do you think they are? They off the win with the Chiefs. They're now laying five at home against Seattle this week. Yeah, they're very legit. Seattle was a major disappointment, especially at home. And I did this game last year between these two teams. It was a fantastic game, a high-scoring game. What I like about the Lions, yeah, the bravado with the coach, Jared Goff was playing his best football. You know, he did okay going to a Super Bowl with the Rams and and Sean McVay, but 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 he's being coached more to his style, even as a as a guy who's been in the league a while. And look, he's not a real athletic, he's not a running quarterback, which is the trend today, but he's good enough for this offense with the kind of running game they have and the kind of defense. Now, the Lions defense does worry me a little bit, but they, they came up big in the opener. I think that was a big step for them. Uh, they're definitely a playoff team. I mean, they may even be a Super Bowl team because the NFC is, is, a, is a little less rock solid than some of the teams in the AFC as far as getting in there, but I've been a believer in the Lions for the last couple of years. I'm just glad to see them winning some close games, and uh, and I think as long as Goff is there and the defense improves, uh, they'll handle things without any problem. He's Chris Myers. You can catch him over NFL NFL on Fox. Week two, Colts at Texans, a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff for him. Chris, thanks so much for making time for us today. I know it's a crazy end of the week for you. Really appreciate you doing this. I know. You got it. Anytime. Enjoy the NFL. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Thanks, Chris. All right, Chris Myers. He's seen all three rookies right out of the gate. It's a pretty good front seat to get an evaluation on them. No question about it. And you know what? Anthony Richardson got off to a better start than I thought he would. Look good. He absolutely did. What I found interesting was Chris's comment about Bryce Young. He said there's no difference between him and Desmond Ritter. 
already. Yeah, already. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's true. And I think his statement about Desmond Ritter and Arthur Smith confirms what you and I agree. Desmond Ritter's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Yep. And somehow people have that team going to the playoffs. Make it make sense. More sharp money on the other side. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for college and pro games every single week. You can get our Pro Picks page, which re- recaps all the best bets from guests and hosts throughout the day in one convenient place. This season, we have a top VSIN experts leaderboard to see which expert has the hot hand. Plus, our betting splits let you know where the money's going, where the public is, is betting, and where you can fade them. The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings data every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network. Sharp Money here at the D, downtown Las Vegas. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. He's Amal Shaw, and he is nose deep in his phone and his iPads during the break. We have to have a life discussion. Normally, it's Amal talking to me about my life and the decisions I make. At some point, Amal, you're going to have to accept the fact that you're getting older and you need reading glasses. <laughs> I, I don't deny it. I just don't want to necessarily acquiesce and get the uh, bifocals. What, what part of it? Is it like the, the acceptance of it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you just can't come to grips with the fact yeah, that you need reading glasses? All right. Well, I might need reading glasses because I'm considering a bet here that I could use your help with potentially talking me out of it. So far this season, I'm having a really good, uh, good run on first half bets. The full game stuff's kind of been eh. Uh, had a good run first week of college football. Second week was not good. And in the NFL, I want to say last week and combined NFL and college, six and two on first half bets. So I'm either going to obliterate that and, and do awful this week because I'm going heavy first half, or I'm going to continue this first half run here. So the first one I want to run by you, Amal. We've got South Carolina taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. And I yep. know it's a, it's a bit of an interesting matchup because it's Carson Beck with his first real test in the SEC against a legit team. I don't know if I'd call them a legit, le- legit defense, but it's a legit team. This isn't UT Martin. This isn't Ball State. And we have not seen them open up the offense yet. Right now, South Carolina is catching 14 and a half in the first half, and they have the quarterback edge with Spencer Rattler returning for year two in South Carolina. I am strongly considering taking that 14 and a hook. Yeah, Spencer Rattler was outstanding last week. And now, granted, it was against the Paladins of Furman, but he goes 25 for 27. <laughs> yeah, I mean, two passes touch the ground. Yeah, exactly. He threw three touchdown passes, two incompletions uh, in that game for 345 yards. They struggled out of the block in week one in Charlotte against North Carolina, a neutral site game. They end up losing that one. 20, excuse me, 31-17. It was a close game at the half. They trailed by only three points, but just couldn't really sustain the offense uh, in that game. And they're near what they were the last two seasons. Two years ago, one of the great defenses we've seen in a long time and then last year still a very very good football team a complete team but I just don't think they're quite as good overall as they were last year, Georgia. Yeah, I like Georgia's weapons, right? I yeah. think all the pieces, but they haven't come together yet. We haven't seen them because they haven't opened up the offense with Beck under center yet. We don't know what the chemistry is like. So I could be dead wrong and they could just be holding back for when it matters. But this is one of those spots where there's so much unknown with this Georgia offense at the moment. We have not seen them really use the passes as much as you'd like against lesser opponents. 
I am inclined to take that 14 and a half on the dog here in the first half. Also, another note is Shane Beamer. After the game, I saw quotes against Furman. Despite beating Furman, he was ticked off at this team at the way they played. He thought there was a lot of sloppiness they need to clean up. That means they could come out with more intensity in the first half, a little more focus to the game plan, and I kind of like backing a team with that mindset going into this. I would agree with you, but I'll tell you, when you look at Georgia, the one area that I'm concerned with is the running game. Yeah. This, this team has got 268 yards rushing, or I'm sorry, 258 yards rushing through two games. And I know that doesn't seem like a low number, but still 129 per game for Georgia. They should be better than Against that. Against UT Martin, Martin and Ball State? They, yeah, exactly. They, 99 yards rushing last week. There should be 250 a game versus, versus opponents yeah. like that. And it's a night look, it's a 19-game winning streak, winning streak for the Bulldogs. They were the 10th overall defense last year. They were the best team against the run. And for South Carolina, it's an offensive line that got abused against North Carolina to open the season so that's an interesting matchup to think about that's my hesitation is right there is Spencer Rattler could potentially be running for his life against the Georgia defense that has fewer names than we've known from the years past just because they've all been drafted into the NFL but it's still a tenacious defense led by Kirby Smart and they're gonna get to Spencer Rattler that has me concerned yeah you know total is 54 in this game this is one I might look towards the under if you believe in the South Carolina defense because again Georgia even though they put up points 31 against uh uh, Ball State in the second yeah. quarter. Uh, they didn't score in the first quarter in that game. South Carolina, we mentioned, struggled against North Carolina in the uh, in that game offensively. And I'm just not convinced that when Georgia faces off against better teams, better competition, that Beck and company will be able to just roll everybody the way they have in the last two seasons. Yes. I think they're going to obviously win this football game at home between the hedges, but I don't think this is one where you – I would not lay the number here with Georgia. I don't. That doesn't mean they won't cover on no. Saturday, but I would be more apt to take South Carolina in 27.5 here. Yeah, so looking back at some of the history, you mentioned last year, uh, Georgia won this game in Columbia 48-7. to Stetson Bennett was the quarterback. Carson Beck has been compared to Stetson Bennett, but he's certainly not Stetson Bennett. We know that experience-wise. Back in and, and in 2021, the game was in Georgia. It was JT Daniels. JT Daniels beat South Carolina 40-13. to Georgia was up at the half. They were up at the quarter. So going back to 2016, there was only one year I could find where South Carolina had the lead in the first quarter, in the half, and won the game. Only year was 2019, and it was Georgia... I was at Georgia in Athens. South Carolina led 7-3 the, in the first quarter. They led 17-10 at the first half. They won the game 20-17, and it was Ryan Holinsky beating Jake Fromm. Not saying Ryan Holinsky is better than Jake Fromm, but it, a point I want to make is this is the first time in a few years where South Carolina has the edge under center. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Rattler, you know, he's a guy that's definitely more talented right now, but doesn't mean Beck's yeah. not eventually going to be a better quarterback. Uh, for me, the big question is, can the South Carolina defense get enough stops? We saw Ball State. We saw UT Martin kind of slow down this running game. However, Georgia was effective in the first game throwing the football against UT yes. Martin. They really did a nice job there. So let's see but not what they do. shots. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right about that. And look, if Beck's not pushing the ball down the field, it could be a challenge when you play tougher opponents. The problem is with Georgia, we are literally not going to find out at any time during the regular season. Yeah, it's one of those deals where I know I could be dead wrong on this bet, and I'll find out very early yeah. with it being a first-half bet. But I don't mind it. It's a lot of points in a in a big rivalry matchup. Like, this matters for South Carolina. Yeah. In in the SEC East, SEC East, this is a barometer for them to test where they're at. So, And also, one key injury to watch, I don't know where he's at as of today, but as of last night, Lad McConkey 
yeah. is questionable with a back injury. He is a go-to weapon for the last couple Georgia quarterbacks. Obviously, Stetson Bennett and him had a great connection. He's a very reliable weapon, and he was the number one guy coming back in the passing game outside of Bowers, who's a tight end. Yeah, but you know what? They've got Dominic Lovett, who transferred in. They've got, uh, you know, look at the... Ra-Ra. Yeah, Ra-Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. They've got some guys here. They're fine. Oh, no, they got weapons. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think they'll be fine. That, uh, that, that's why, like, you're questioning, why haven't they let it loose yet? Why haven't they shown the vertical attack as well? I, you know, I have not watched Georgia yet this year. I'm curious to see how they look and, and now in a game in a conference opponent. There's some familiarity, so that'll help. Um, this is an important game for Shane Beamer's team. That loss against North Carolina hurt them. Yeah. But I do think you're getting a little bit of a higher number. Had they beaten North Carolina, I think his number would probably have been under 24. Absolutely. And so now you have an advantage here of 27 and a half. Well, the issue in that game in week one for South Carolina was the fact that the offensive line couldn't protect Spencer Rattler at all. They have the second most, they've allowed the second most tackles for loss so far this year, South Carolina, at 23 tackles for loss. That is just brutal heading into week three of the college football season. So there's no ground game for the Gamecocks at the moment, but I think this is a chance to get in two touchdowns. I like getting that hook there as well. In the first half on South Carolina, I'm going to end up pulling the trigger, I think. Another bet in the first half I'd like to run by you, and I have less statistical analysis to justify this one. It's one of those deals where a team is coming off such a high, I think they could get caught early in this game, and that's Texas taking on Wyoming. Look, Wyoming upsets Texas Tech in week one. Texas struggles with Rice in week one. This Texas team had a massive victory in Tuscaloosa coming off that high. You've got Wyoming with a good chip on its shoulder uh, after beating Texas Tech a couple weeks ago. This is another test for them where they want to prove they're as good as the higher level of competition. And also a year ago, Texas Tech, the team that Wyoming beat, uh, was a squad that beat this Texas squad in overtime in 2022. So if you want to compare some similar matchups, I know it's not the same full year, but the talent-wise is pretty similar. Wyoming, plus 17.5 at Texas, coming off the Tuscaloosa high. I'm firing away on this one. Well, I'll tell you what, the one concern I have is whether it's going to be Andrew Peasley or Evans Woboda yes. under center because Peasley left the last game against Portland State with a shoulder injury. He's a good dual threat. He'll present some challenges. But I want to tell you right now, I don't understand why this number is so high at 29. Yes, I get they beat Alabama, uh, potential letdown spot. I'm not as much into the letdown spots as maybe some other people are. But the bigger point I would make is, I think when you look at Wyoming, are they a similar team that's comparable to Rice? I think they're head and shoulders above Rice. Oh, yeah. And you're getting a number that's in the similar range. I would take Wyoming at 29 points here. I, I think Wyoming's going to be able to still score some points on this Texas defense. Um, the key, though, for me is you got to make sure and confirm if Peasley's going to be the starter. Again, mentioned uh, injury shoulder last week left the game yep all right well a little more fire has been added when it comes to this colorado colorado state rivalry we'll hear from dion earlier today that's next on sharp money there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SHARP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHARP. The crown is yours. We're cruising on here at Sharp Money, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Dustin Sweetelson. That's Amal Shaw. We've got a Thursday night football game coming up for you later tonight. John Jansen's going to check in from Fox Sports, The Gambler in Philadelphia at the bottom of the next hour. And coming up next, we'll have Trevor Maddich break down some college football action. And speaking of college football, Jay Norvell, oh no baby, what is you doing? What is you doing? Jay Norvell's poking the bear. For those that don't know, Colorado, Colorado State is a, a rivalry, apparently. At least according to Colorado State. Not sure Dion's quite aware of that yet. Uh, this game opened 21. It is now up to the Buffs laying 40, or 24. That would have been quite a line move. 21 to 44. 21 to 24 for Colorado right now. The line has moved up. I think we're in dangerous territory with Colorado wanting to send a message because yesterday during his coach's show, Jay Norvell from Colorado State tried to send a message subliminally or maybe outwardly to Deion Sanders. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. <laughs> it's a weird shot to take them all when, uh, one, I get there's some envy. I get there's some jealousy. I understand there's a lot of hype behind this Colorado team, but you have an opportunity to take them down and then kind of clap back. Why are you going to poke the bear right now with the more talented team on the other side? Who says people are smart? <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. I, I never understood the notion of trying to talk noise or something like that. What's the point? Just go out and prove it on the field. Well, well, so I don't mind that. So I don't mind talking about the on the field stuff. Like, we're going to work them. We think we're better. We're more physical. We're fat. But I don't why do you that. need to say that? But Because I think some people need to talk smack to be able to have something to back up. It's almost like manifestation. It's a rude, shady way of doing it. So, but I, I think there's a way of uh, that, that that helps some people. So people never accomplished anything until they 
heard this word manifestation in the last five years? No, but I, I've always been a person who likes to talk a little trash when I play sports because then it forces me to step up to another level. Now I have to back up my words. And I don't mind doing that when it comes to on-the-field stuff, but the, the problem is is the off-the-field stuff, when you point stuff out like this, like Jay Norvell's doing with Deion Sanders, I mean, that becomes a distraction for a team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's take a look at the audio here and so, listen to what he had to say. We heard from Dion earlier. He was very professional and cordial in talking about Jay Norvell. It was yesterday before Norvell made those comments. Since he heard what he had to say, we haven't heard this yet. This is what Dion's reaction is to Jay Norvell. I'm out of my own business watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. Talk to us. Once again, uh, talk to us. why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmasked around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They made this shit personal. They unmasked around and made it personal. Now it's it's going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they will mess around and made it. That was Deion Sanders, Amal. What do you think? I, I do think so. I mean, that was I haven't seen too many coaches take a shot the way Jay Norvell did. It was just very personal, too. And that's the perfect clap back from Dion. There's an old saying, what's it, lions don't care about the opinions of sheep? Well, yeah. apparently buffaloes don't care about the opinions of rams. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, to me, if you're Jay Norvell, there's just no reason to get into that. I mean, you're playing a program that's kind of elevated football in your state. Look, the Broncos are not going to the playoffs. Nobody's going to be talking about them. Generally speaking, in the past, when you thought about Colorado, the first thing you think of is John Elway and the Denver Broncos. Uh, but I, I just don't see why he would do that. And no. by, the, by the way, this is a guy, you know, you want to talk about handling things a certain way. You absolutely pillaged the Nevada program and you took all the players with you when yeah. you left to go to Colorado State. No, it's it's just such a mistake on so many levels for Jay Norvell to do this. Like, you have an opportunity to talk, and the way to talk was on the field with a win because if you were the team that knocked off this Colorado team that's now been hyped up and the public is all over them, number up to 23, 24 in some places, like, you beat them this week in this quote-unquote rivalry, everyone's going to talk about your program. Now we're talking about you for the wrong reasons. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, if uh, Colorado's up big in this game, I want to see them run a two-minute offense with, like, a minute to go in the and game. Just keep and piling just piling it on. on. And then call timeouts, run your hurry-up offense, and then the great Woody Hayes line, when they score a touchdown, they say, Coach, why'd you go for two? Because we couldn't go for three. I'm not kidding. I initially, when the line came out, I loved the idea of betting Colorado State plus 13 and a half in the first half yeah. because of the rivalry. I'm a little concerned that Dion's going to send a message now. They made it personal, as he said. It's now personal. This could get ugly and away from Colorado State very quickly. If it's like, let's say Colorado scores to go up, I don't know, 48 to 17. Five minutes to go in the game. Keep piling it on. Onside's kick. <laughs> use all three timeouts on defense. It's like, remember when Georgia played Florida and then Mark Rick and his team got that excessive celebration penalty for all going in the end zone? And the next year, Urban Meyer was taking the timeouts at the end of the game in a blowout game. I, I just don't understand. There's enough natural motivation in these matchups. You only get to play 12 games during the regular season. That's a small number when you think about it over the course of a year. Why would you want to add fuel to the fire? It's a uh, 8 p.m. local time, 7 Pacific start for this game. Dion's definitely going to wear the hat and the sunglasses the whole game, right? He has to now. Whatever he does, regardless, I'm telling you right now, I want this team trying to move the ball down the field with less than five minutes to go down like they're down 14 instead of sitting there taking a knee and doing all that. Timeouts, use everything, onside <laughs> kick. Keep going. I mean, keep it going. I mean, now it's like bet the over. 
right? Now the over feels like well, the play. I don't, I don't know if he's going to do that. I'm saying this is what I would do. No, no, I think I think Dion's petty. I think you came at Dion. Yeah. He wasn't going to talk about you. No, he wasn't was, going to acknowledge you. And now he's got to prove a point. He was highly complimentary. Yeah, he was very professional, yeah. very respectful. Said that the thing he liked about Norvell was that his team played hard. Yeah. And he respected him as a coach. And actually, I watched more of that press conference but, uh, other than the clip we had. He actually, uh, from what they reported, said he reached out to Norvell to learn about the air raid a little bit before he got the Colorado job. So there was a, a you know some sort of communication leading up to that. That's what makes this Jay Norvell comment even weirder. I would you know, if I was Dion, I would have said, I, I understand Jay Norvell played in the league. Did he Did he actually qualify for a pension? Because he played one year, so he did not qualify for it. So I would ask that. Uh, Colorado coming into this game, averaging 40 and a half points per game. That's at TCU. That's versus Nebraska. They are a very public team. Everyone's loving to bet them. I think the Sharps are no longer fading them the way they were the first two weeks. And they're just going to kind of uh, assess later for, for future bets. Because Pac-12 play is going to be interesting with this Colorado team. They just took a Pac-12 uh, conference that was already deep and made it even deeper. Yeah, absolutely. I think Shadur Sanders has been tremendous. I can't wait for the matchup next week in Eugene oh. between Bo Nix and him. Two tremendous quarterbacks. So it'll be a ton of fun to see. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, let's, let's transition to the NFL real quick. Want to play this clip from Justin Fields because you and I were not happy with the way the Bears' offense looked on Sunday in week one. Just a, a bad loss where they just looked sloppy on offense. And you and I want to blame Matt Eberflus. I still think it's Matt Eberflus and the, and the, the game plan that, that they had for week one. But Justin Fields has kind of taken some ownership. Here's what he had to say yesterday. I felt like I was a little bit too conservative at times uh, during the game. So, uh, you know, definitely with, um, you know, guys like DJ and Chase on the outside, if, you know, we do have one-on-one um, -on, -one on the outside, essentially throwing it up and, you know, seeing what happens. So, uh, you know, with them, you know, they're great playmakers and, you know, they can you know, most likely come up with a 50-50 ball. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, want to give them, you know, more chances to be down the field. So Justin Fields thinks he was a little too conservative and he, he needs to take more risks. Now, one note I will tell you is this comes from the Chicago Tribune's Colleen Kane. Uh, Chase Claypool may be inactive on Sunday. Apparently the Bears are discussing that. Uh, They're not happy with his effort in week one. For people that are unfamiliar, if you're inactive in the NFL, kind of similar to being a healthy scratch in hockey, it's just an utter disgrace. Yeah, it means you did something to what? piss someone off. I also think they would have been willing to tolerate it if he was actually performing on the field. What has he done on the field that you sit there and say, well, we can tolerate this guy? I mean, I didn't understand giving up a second-round pick for him. That one shocked me to yeah, begin with. Yeah, it was a weird one. It was a desperation call, right, because he needed a weapon on the outside because of who, who Justin Fields was thrown to last year just wasn't going to get it done. But Chase Claypool has done nothing in the NFL. He's a guy with all the physical skills, but apparently there's questions about how much he wants it, and he may not even be playing this weekend. That will go down as an epically bad trade for this regime. Oh, absolutely right. And, uh, you know, Chase Claypool, just pulling up his stats real quick. This is a guy, I think, to me, what I, he reminds me most of is that play against uh, the Vikings yes. where the Steelers are trying to get in field goal range and he's celebrating a first down when they're trailing late in the game. I mean, you know, he's been around enough to know this is his, what, fifth year or fourth year in the NFL? Yeah. He hasn't gotten that big money contract. I don't think it's coming anytime soon. No, and so some some numbers for you in, in Chicago's matchup this week at Tampa Bay. Open minus one and a half, now plus two and a half. 65% of the money over at VEASAN.com on the betting splits page is on the Bears, 44% of the bets. So that lets you know the money is more on Chicago's side. Coming up next, more college football talk. We've got Trevor Maddich. 
Going to break down some games this week. That's coming up next. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.